Good afternoon and you are welcome to Local Media This Week where we talk about issues that are in the papers uh, and covering Clare, which is basically the Clare Echo and the Clare Champion and online with Clare Herald. And uh, the usual crew are here apart from the, the ringleader. Uh, Jim is uh, <laughs> AWOL again, but uh, back from his uh, sojourn on holidays, uh, John S., good afternoon. Afternoon, Luke. Uh, I said, uh, Pat is here as always. Uh, Pat, uh, good afternoon. He never takes a holiday. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, and David was on a bit of a sojourn as well. So, David, <laughs> so, so uh, good, good, good to have you all back. Now, listen, we've a little bit of a different uh, start to the show this week. Uh, a topic that we mentioned uh, while we had a guest, uh, Carol, was here last week so David and John uh, you missed out uh, year loss was our gain because we had Carol was on and uh, we're going to be making a phone call now in the next 30 seconds and the reason we're doing so is because um, anyone that might have picked up the Clare Echo this week might have sort of looked at it and thought this the front of it looks a little bit different but there's a big red banner across the front of it and it is said advertorial and now not that we're going to um, uh, give too much oxygen to everything that is in it but uh, sometimes you read these advertorial things and I think we, we reflect on them maybe more from the American point of view and you're sort of thinking are these all fake news or, or is there anything to these at all but there is there is an advertorial on the front page of the Echo in relation to hyperbaric oxygenation versus anti-inflammatories and steroids and a revolutionary approach to pain relief at oxygenation which is a company that's in Galway so we are going to talk to someone that actually features in this advertorial. So we're delighted to be joined by Carol McNamara. I was under I was under Mr. Uh, Barry O'Sullivan, uh, who's a plastic surgeon in Dublin. And so we he he had to do a, a total of about four operations, and uh, we had to do all these dressings. And we had like, um, Carol and I were in Dublin three times a week. So basically. We were coming near the end of it, but he thought to get the final push, uh, he suggested that that I go, that I have this uh, this um, oxygen generation done. Now, um, at the time, he thought there wasn't any place in the west of Ireland that we'd have to go to Dublin, but uh, um, actually, Carol did some research and found that there was this place in Galway. And that's that's how I ended up uh, having it. Uh, I'm having I'm having something like 40, uh, 40 course, uh, courses of it, two a day, and it's it's basically it's all natural, and it's you actually go into something that's almost like a plane. There's seats in it. You it, they get it up to a pressure, and then you put on your oxygen mask and. You come down and this air is pumped into at pressure for about an hour. Is that the, is John here, uh, uh, Jerry? Hello, John. How are you? Uh, fine, thank you. More importantly, you're good. I know that from talking to you before about this. Yeah. Um, the the article in the Clare Echo is going to be news to so many people who suffer a variety of ailments, and you've outlined some of them there and uh, what exactly are we talking about Michael Murphy up in the hills uh, reading the article <laughs> in the Clare Echo Jerry he said what the heck is hyper hyper um, <coughs> oxygenarian generation well to be, uh, to be honest with you John I, I hadn't heard of it until 
actually Barry Sullivan had had suggested to me that yeah. was the man who was telling me my sergeant. I Carl had heard of it, and basically, it's um, it the, the the type of people I've met so far have been uh, people who are sports uh, intercounty footballers who are are trying to speed up the process of of in, injuries between matches. Yeah, and yeah. I've met uh, people with shingles. Oh my! People who yeah, uh, people uh, in my case who have wounds. Uh, uh, Mr. Barry Sullivan is a great believer in it because he obviously is a, as a skin a skin surgeon. He um, he he believes that it does promote healing, and he recommends that you liaise. The article tells us. Uh, the article in the Clare Echo tells us that you liaise with your local doctor. That's kind of important, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I would think that, that, that um, you don't have to be. I'm not that healthy, John. I've had so many things wrong with me. But, <laughs> but, but it, 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 it's usually a recommendation to, of, of doctors. As I said, um, I've spoken with people with shingles who, who maybe have gone to, uh, actually, I met one particular man who had absolute agony for two years, and one doctor said, you know, please try this. It, it, it is actually, it, it does help, it does help healing. Uh, it does help, um, uh, people have it, have a headache for every sort of ailment um, and reasons. Uh, yeah, and you're, reasons. You're, you're, you're a living example of somebody who has experienced this. You speak positively of it. We know yes, now. It, we know now what oxy. It's oxygen it's generation. Jerry, Jim. Jerry, it's David here. Uh, you're you're just inhaling oxygen, is it? Like, what's the difference between me inhaling ordinary oxygen every day? Because basically, what what it's done there, David, it, it's it's put into you under pressure. So you're you, you're 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 getting an intense sort of burst of oxygen. Yeah, yeah, it's ex- exactly, and it is it is almost um it is, you, you I don't know if you've ever had an operation. You know, they, they cover your mask before they they put your mask over you before they give you the final uh, before they knock you off. That's what it's like, but it's it's almost like your ears pop. It's all it's almost the same experience as as getting a flies. Right, and yeah. uh, actually give you sweets to get to kind of get you to suck, to to try and get your ears to. Uh, 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 most people you need, most people on on, on the thing, uh, there's fourteen seats, but the most people I've been in with are twelve, well, thirteen of us. So, it, it, so you're pretty close together, but it's these little masks and, and these masks over your face, and it's quite relaxing. Uh, you you can you can bring in you can bring in your your earphones or your phone and um, obviously you can't take phone calls and, and and stuff like that but it's 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 quite relaxing mm. as I say I have I've had sixteen uh, um, I've had sixteen sessions I have four more this week now I the 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 wound the wound seems to be yeah uh, it, it is visibly it, looking better the the ad Jerry in on the Claire Echo talks about the this treatment versus anti-inflammatories and steroids 
um, and that this is this is the an alternative. That's big. Uh, it would yes. be it's yeah. quite it would be quite revolutionary if 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 it held out. Um, yes, yes, it, it would. Uh, um, from what from from speaking to people, like uh, they seem to say that like one or two uh, sessions it really isn't much much um, much used to. I'm, I'm lucky now with my health insurance; they're actually paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like it, uh, it, it's, uh, I, I think it's something like 120 pounds a session or something like that. Right. But yeah, but um, as I say, um, I'm looking with the insurance uh, that it's paying for. But I, I, I find it's very uh, beneficial. Uh, I hope that that by the by the the, the by the time the 40 sessions are over, that 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 it will it will have been proved. Um, but but wounds and you know the movements and and that, that type of thing. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to get my movement back and and uh, walking again and and all that stuff. And I suppose when you talk about steroids and all that, I, I've been on them. And this, everybody knows about steroids. Yes, of course, they make you feel good. You're like there's ups and downs with steroids. <laughs> so so this is a totally natural uh, a totally natural. Uh, uh, medication or not non-medication if you like yeah. so it, it, it's it's basically uh brian lynch is, is the man that is one of the co-owners of it and the, well one of his reasons to have it in the west why he's why he decided to have it in galway was because he had a very bad uh horse riding accident and he had to go to dublin for 90 sessions and he just thought just why don't we have well, surely to god there's room for one of these in the west of ireland yeah and, uh, you know, it, it, as I say, it is a bit time-consuming. As I say, it is 20 days to go away. But, but I'm feeling the benefits, and uh, I, I really think people should give it a try. Or I certainly uh, read about it. You could, you know, look it up online, and it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's totally natural. So, obviously, it won't do, do you any, any harm. And it's 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 been all, it's very good. The really professional people. It always starts on time, and it's 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 been a good experience. Mm. So well, that anybody, anybody yeah, that's the main thing, Jerry. I suppose, John, yeah. you said uh, we said it's a, as you said, it's an advertorial on the Echo. So, yeah. like we said, some it's good to sort of get the experience of a man that actually is undergoing the treatment of it as well. And it's oxygeneration.com or there's a phone number in Galway, oh nine one three nine four 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 four. Jerry, listen, thank you so much for your time. And maybe by the time you have the 40 treatments done, we'll talk to you again and see. <laughs> and hopefully the wound that you have uh, is cleared up uh, even better and uh, you're uh, further along the road to recovery. So listen. Uh, uh, well, uh, look, I hope I'll be sprinting down to you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you'll, be able, you'll be able to sprint up the hill here at the studio and we, we'll talk to you. Uh, well, I might sprint down the hill. I don't want to sprint up there. Yeah, all right. No bother. All right, Jerry, listen, okay. th- thanks very much for your time. It's interesting, Luke, there, just as we're signing off from Jerry uh, on the advertorial on the back page. It gives you all the potential elements that this might be useful for from things like long COVID, cancer radiation, tissue injury to uh, a bone infection, cancer effects of cancer treatment. It's an amazing list. Uh, ulcers, uh, people, osteoporosis, that could be one that people suffer. My own mother, I think, suffers from a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, aging, brain health and dementia, migraine, migraine and headaches. Now, people mm-hmm. can suffer for that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and certain eye conditions. But I suppose the advice is always go to your doctor. By the way, um, Mr. Barry O'Sullivan was mentioned there. He, he happens was. to be my wife's first cousin. Oh.
Advertorial and promotion and <laughs> family <laughs> relations and everything, right? Well, listen, I said that's a, as I said that's a paid advertorial, and uh, uh, I can assure everyone that uh, while the Claire Echo may have been uh, paid to uh, uh, carry that, uh, no one in Scarif Bay uh, was uh, paid. And we doubt to, Jerry was paid. Uh, uh, no, at all. But uh, I, it sort of brings us on to the next topic, and, and we're just going to give it a, a brief mention because um, uh, Fiona has an article on page one of the Claire Champion. Uh, staff members vent anger over RTE pay debacle. Well, well, I can guarantee you that's a debate. That's a headline that'll never appear for Scarif, de- uh, Scarif Bay Community Radio. Staff members vent anger over their well, pay. Well, Luke, <laughs> uh, just in the interest of disclosure, yeah. I can say that I am not paid a single cent for well, being here. Well, you're not the only one uh, <laughs> because uh, no one that does anything at all with the radio uh, gets uh, paid anything or I mean, in fairness nobody looks for anything yeah. because we all, we all contribute here. But uh, it is a major it's, it's a major issue. It's dominated the headlines um, for the last week. It'll probably, we're, we're, of course we're in silly season. There isn't much happening with the news. What so. do you make of it? <sighs> It was, and they admitted at the public, the RT executives admitted at the Public Accounts Committee on Thursday that this was, I think it was the chair of the authority said that this was an intentional effort to deceive. And that for the public broadcaster who themselves hold uh, through their news and their interviewers hold politicians and others to account for them to be doing it is is not right is inappropriate it's obviously not uh, it's perfectly legal i'm sure what they actually did but not to, to not disclose it mm-hmm. and for ryan tuberty to um not himself be presumably as he says aware of it he should have been aware of it and he should have come clean and of course we, we were presuming uh, david that the um tax has been paid we, we presume that that it, supposedly we we haven't heard much about the tax implications of all of this and well the, the simple is that uh, any earned income, income must is be tax and yeah. we, we'll presume for I, the think, one I think I think he the said other. I think he said Pat what do you make of it well so I suppose if it happened in a in a, in a private uh, company um, they'd be shown the door fairly quick mm. all the people involved so. Uh, but of course, uh, when when you're involved in high society uh, like that, no no one will no one will be held accountable until all blow over. It'll be gone in a few weeks. Well, accordingly, whatever. Uh, according, no, I don't know. According <laughs> to the public accounts committee hearing on Thursday, the board members are being I don't know what was the official word used, but reconstituted, reconstituted, whatever that means. Well, yeah, and they all all the people on the committee that committee are weak. Uh, they just give uh, very vague kind of answers, and and they try to not answer really. Mm. Um, nobody knew how the how this uh, fund that was over in England how it got over there. What is that? I I, I missed that. Well, there uh, seems to be some kind of a, a fund over in over in the in England, and um, they were using this money for uh, various things. Uh, I I think the, I, I think I think the the issues that were probably maybe not concentrating fully on are um, RTE for a number of years has claimed that it hasn't enough money mm. True. and that it hasn't enough money to invest in X, Y, and Z. Mm. To those of us looking from the outside, um, and I found it notable that 
there were protests by members of staff during the week and that many of the journalists employed by RTE were very vocal mm. expressing their disgust at this and pointing out that, you know, they would look for facilities to do this or, you know, for maybe for maybe 100 euros or 200 euros to go here to get an interview or to try and do their job and they were being turned down. Yeah. And then you look at the sums of money that are involved in relation to this uh, incident and, you know, it, it would probably employ a few staffers, uh, more than a few staffers a few, over, yeah. over, over a number of years. Oh, and, the, you know, so on the one hand, they're saying that, well, we don't have the money. But on the other hand, the top level people in RT are involved in sort of this type mm. of behaviour, which which yeah. I, I'm I'm. I don't want to say that it's illegal because it doesn't appear as if the process itself is illegal. But an ethical uh, question. There is an ethical question. There yeah. is, and I, I think the, the the staff are rightly angered because they were all asked to take pay like, cuts. During yeah, yeah. yeah, but, but from, in, in a sense, people that be a string yeah. of people that should have uh, read the accounts for the year. But they did not appear. You see, this was the issue. And the, this was the question asked at the media committee on Wednesday. Uh, the question was, why wasn't this picked up at the time? And it wasn't because it wasn't reported until 2022, the 2022 accounts. Remember the other, now, the other the, 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 no, they weren't simply reported because the payments hadn't been made. Um, and they were paid in a different because we were all curious about that. So the first time the auditors that they appeared in the accounts was in the 2022 set of accounts. That's why it came up as an issue in March. The auditors found it for the first time in March. And then they asked to see when it when it was going on in the past. Well, but you're right in a, in a theoretical sense. If it had appeared in if it had appeared in the accounts, the auditors would have picked it up. But it had never appeared in the accounts well, until 2022. They're saying that it's everything was above board it was illegal, but of course it was illegal. Uh, the, 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 the chief financial officer was told it was going to uh, um, specialists, or, uh, what did you call them? The oh, consultants. Consultants, mm -hmm. which was going to different funds. So, uh, of course it was illegal. Chief financial officer said that he was not aware and that that was a separate fund that he had no control over and that the branding or whatever the commercial officer was called, who was I don't was it Miss Lynn, whatever her name was, who also appeared before the committees. She was in charge of that. And of course, she passed the book very quickly and said it was actually D Forbes who authorized the payment, not not the person itself. So yeah, there was a lot of passing of books. Yeah, and the key person who is the director general, uh, of course, was absent being ill, a type of yeah. illness. Um, well, she was sacked, so she didn't have to be there. No, I oh, sorry, 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 I, sorry, I withdraw that. She resigned, she, she, uh, resigned but she, she resigned was due to resign in a few weeks anyway. She was, she was, because she, they, but, but you see, the committee can compel a person to attend. No, not if she's private. Uh, no, a private person. The Public Accounts Committee has the power of compelability. No. Any, any individual. I'd have to engage with you on that. You would have to engage and, with me. And uh, what I'd be saying to you is. The fact that she was no longer, in, uh, by her own position, uh, an employee of, she was a private citizen. Yeah, no, you, the Public Accounts Committee from the 19th century onwards had and has powers of compelability. And it, but it has, unfortunately, has to go to another committee for it to be approved. And it takes quite some time and it takes solicitors, but it does have the power. I would, uh, I, I would uh, have argued 
the opposite. And I worked for the Public Accounts Committee for six months uh, as a younger fella. <laughs> so, so now, John, I'm afraid we'll have to take the learned, the learned uh, historian uh, and uh, part-time employee of the public accounts. Indeed, uh, it takes at his it, word. But it takes—it's a very hard process, and it takes quite some time. But I, I think, David, if you're sort of a government employee or you know a public yeah. body oh, employee. Yeah. You would have to you attend, would. whereas if you you're would. a private citizen, yeah. you might be invited to attend. But yes, you yeah, don't. But that's what yeah. I'm and, saying. Yeah. And everybody, everybody before the public hands is, is invited and yeah. very few refuse the invitation. Yes. Yeah. But the, there was uh, people uh, I see there today in my phone, the way there was people commenting the way Gay Forbes was thrown under the, under the bus. And, I and, think she and, drew herself under the bus. I, why, how was she thrown over the bus? She, she went, she, she left RT, she, she resigned and she went off down to Cock and um, went into her house and closed up the gate and wouldn't talk to no one. I've no sympathy for one bit, one, one bit high up or low down. I would wonder, <laughs> is this a culmination of a culture that has existed in RT for an awful long time where it would appear that many of the what we'd call higher profile staff slash, I wouldn't mm -hmm. call them celebrities, presenters mm. are paid what many think are extortionate fees uh, compared to the likes of, say, people that work over in the BBC yeah, in, in yeah. a similar public broadcaster yeah. status. But it goes to the whole thing of RTE is different in that it's a public broadcaster in that it gets the license fee, but it also gets advertising. Yeah. And this, I think, is where the ethical questions mm. are coming into it, because there's going to be questions asked about, OK, uh, what program was sponsored by what person? And did the person that presented the show, were they paid money yeah. sort of on the side? And how long has this been going on? Yeah. Well, we've been assured that there are no other similar what they call barter deals, supposedly. Yeah. That's what was stated at the at the meetings. Yeah. Now, but you're right. It is like the, the argument used at the time, uh, and I think I read it in the in the papers, uh, they call it a Celtic Tiger legacy. That during the Celtic Tiger, all these presenters thought they were the best things in sliced bread and that they could demand whatever they wanted mm -hmm. and that they would go somewhere. <coughs> Where would they go except England? Mm -hmm. And fair enough if they go to England. Let's get now. The current presenter of the next presenter is on two hundred and fifty thousand. Is that a reasonable salary? I think it is. I think yeah, probably he's, it is. He is another two hundred and fifty over in England in a show over there, probably. How much? He, is, he probably is another two fifty. He he does a show for the BBC show. Yeah, does he? He does. Yeah, but that's fair enough. He's if he can, in and out. if he can, if he can work, if he can work <laughs> at all. But but five hundred thousand, which is what Mister Tuberty was on, mm. like yeah. that does seem excessive. He said for two for a show that's what maybe two 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 and a half yeah. hours of television Plus for maybe for maybe thirty 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 five weeks of the year, and an hour's worth of radio for a certain number of the year as well. How yeah. about the prep though? I mean preparation time. Uh, for example, the the new man is getting prep time and he's been given twenty thousand. That's just to cover between yeah, now and so September. It's, a, it's an acknowledgement that what comes out on a Saturday, for example, in the Late Late Show, is the culmination 
of uh, a healthy amount of time. Yeah, but I would argue that the 500,000 is even still excessive if you were working 24 hours a day. On the John, John, 250 <laughs> grand a year, 250,000 to present a programme is five grand a week. But should they have, they have all those people have researchers, left, right and centre. I learned, and, yeah. And, I they're, learned, and they're probably not they're being paid much. I learned yesterday, and it's, it's, it's kind of related to what we're talking about. Do you know the number of doctors that are going off to uh, Australia mm. immediately after uh, registration? Mm. Yeah. I'm aware of one young doctor Okay. who does private work in the hospital, out of the hospital, in Perth. Her daily rate is 1,500. And she's only qualified a, a year. Hmm. And so... So, uh, relating to... Uh, you, you, we were express, expressing surprise at, uh, you know, something like 500,000 uh, salary. It's out there. Uh, yeah, well, John, there's a very big difference between the medical profession and entertainment. Yeah, in my opinion, Would, and well, yeah. a, and in this country, say. what what is the opposition? It looks like as if uh, there was a culture where you had uh, agents, or, and in an w- agent. one particular agent uh, who seemed to have a lot of uh, high yeah. flying <laughs> business. Yeah, that was a that was doing an agent's job yeah, and getting the best the salaries best that he could. But it looks as if there wasn't... There wasn't huge, much opposition. There wasn't huge opposition from within the higher levels yeah, of RT. A, a little bit like, you said, call, call their bluff. Hmm. Like we said, hmm. the options in this country are limited. If, if they want to go yeah. off and make their... Limited you know, go oh, to yeah. England or go to yeah. America or do whatever they want. Oh, like, yeah, I, I say one of the best presenters that RT has had, Katrina Perry, has gone. Yeah. Right? And said the very best to look to her. I said she, the, she's well capable. The irony, of course, was that the Late Late Show has been declining in, in viewership. And there was, a, when Ryan Tuberty did announce his, his, uh, his, he, that he was stepping down, the papers were full of the fact that the Late Late Show needed to be revamped. and So So was it even money well spent is the question. The, 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 the point, going back to the Fiona's um, um, article, is that... It's very hard now for the national broadcaster to get an increase in the license fee when they've got this hanging over them. Absolutely. There hasn't been an increase here, according to Fiona, for 17 years. There should probably be a different way that we pay for public broadcasting anyway, rather than the license fee, which has been since Rory Quinn's time, I think, um, has been talked about, but the government hasn't moved on it. The same debate, of course, had in Britain. Any, every time the BBC Charter is up for renewal and, and the amount of money they get. The po- and we, we've spoken before about the future of the media. Yeah, the Future Media Commission, which basically has turned into Commission the Man and the new Media Commission, how it was gave, there was 51 recommendations made to government, of which government accepted 50. And what was the one recommendation they didn't accept? In relation to the licence fee. Yeah. I rest my case. What's going to change? Anyway... What's going to change? <laughs> we shall go to page five of the Clare Champion. How are you? And there's a court challenge. Uh, our our plans for uh, the Davy Fitz Plaza in, in Ennis Pass are, are on hold currently. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to tell us there about it, uh, p- page five of the Champion? Yeah, there's a, um, a court challenge puts Plaza plans on hold. Um, Pat McDonough's photograph is there and he's very uh, somber looking. Um <coughs> 
Alton Deegan's story there on page 5 of the Clare Champion. Uh, technical defence for a 10 million Derek O'Bama style Sutton, next motorway placer outside Innes, off the in 18 motorway Lincoln Galway and Limerick are being stalled by a High Court challenge. MD for Sutton, Max, Mr. McDonough secured planning permission for the development at Kilbricket, Dora, outside Innes last October and brought to an end the almost eight years planning saga. However, Mr. McDonough's battle to advance the project to construction stage continues to be. Uh, uh, continues as a chartered civil engineer from the Bourbon village of Kilfenora is seeking to challenge on board permission in the High Court by way of judicial review. Michael Duffy is claiming that the appropriate assessment which assesses potential adverse effects of projects on special area of conservation, conservation lodged with the planning application is flawed and therefore planning permission it should not be granted. So I suppose it's just going to be held up for a little while. Pat, I have a question for you on that. Why give planning permission to a, a, a we'd call it, what do we call it? A, a petrol station. A, a petrol station. If it was strictly, if it was, sick, if it was strictly a, a petrol station and toilets, as you'll get on the continent very often on the motorway, okay, mm. uh, I'd accept it. But what is happening is... It's, the, the, the big plan, the Barack Obama type of thing, you know, okay. Yeah, but it's drawing the business out of the small villages. But they're not going to go into the small villages off, off the motorway, John. They're going to keep going. If you travel... Yeah, yeah if, you, if you have to use if you travel, the toilet, you have to use it, so you need... Yeah, but I, I, I don't think I'd be going into Ennis for, the, for a toilet stop. If you were going for... Well, why, why so, is he, Limerick... Why let's, is he let's putting say, it up? Well, I think it is for mostly for food and for yeah. petrol and diesel. There is nothing between Limerick and Tume, is there, in no. terms of services? No, there isn't. No. So, so the motorist and, and the people who will stop for a bite to eat, I think that's like, I occasionally stop at the Obama Plaza. But Why do I stop for a quick bite and I'm off cons- again? Which I wouldn't get in Moneygall. You're a, you're a, a village you're a supporter of the village concept yeah. of consolidating it in yeah. the in the uh, in the county or in the region, whatever else. You like to see villages, but expand. motorists will not go into villages. They won't but, because but, it will delay them. But if it's, if it's the the toilets they require, yeah, they won't. They won't go there. Yeah, but John, there's a, there's an element of now we need a bit of progress here, right? And again, I, I'll refer back to my famous bugbear of this country doesn't do forward planning. We built a motorway network with no sort of service stations on the side of them, and at some May, stage maybe they because of John's it might argument. be an idea afterwards. They should have been put. The they should all have been provisioned for at the design stage I agree of with the you. motorway. But again, there was nothing done. But maybe it's because people were in favour of John's idea that people should be going into uh, towns and villages. Yeah, but like uh, as you sort of refer to there, this is on the outside of Venice. Okay. Yeah. yeah now, yeah. I, I, if you talk about Moneygall, I'd, I'd have experience of Moneygall. The village of Moneygall does not have much left in it, partly as a result of what um, happened when the plaza opened. Yeah. Because we'll say it lo- it's lost its post office. And we'll say there's one of the shops in there that people retired and there was, there was another shop that closed there. So there's not much there. But it's 500 yards up to the plaza for anyone. And it employs a number of locals there. So, so locals, it has, yeah. it has um, 
probably been responsible for closing one or two businesses, but it probably has given employment to a large number of other people as well. And if you said if it was the choice between sort of stopping for a wee at the side of the road and you've seen the councillors giving out about the fact that these that these places aren't open late at night, yeah. unlike abroad as well, and we say, especially in the UK, I know from experience, yeah, a lot of the shops inside might be closed, but you could still go to a cup of tea and go to the loo. You know, half two, yeah. three o'clock in the morning, if if you're required. Yeah. yeah. But that's what people do. I st- I see loads of people um, stopping at the side of the motorway, which but is awfully can. dangerous, and mm. using using Mother Nature mm. as their repository. Yeah, I don't know if you see that in your phone there a while back, Luke. A lady from Galway there, uh, Palma Joyce. She 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 works for RT um, two. Yes. And she was travelling home, and she was she was. Uh, she was shocked by the amount of uh, male men out uh, uh, relieving having a pee at the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fierce drought. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, d- plans for the Davy Fitz Plaza are on hold. Is it really going to be called the Davy Fitz Plaza? I, I'm, 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 I'm joking with you, but, and partly because there's an article on page 16 of the Clare Echo, a bid to rename the new library oh, yeah. defeated. Just go before you go into that, Michael, that Michael Duffy, uh, he's, he's, a, he's, one, he's a kind of a serial um, objector as well. Do you know that now for a fact? Yeah, there was a, there was a, the, school, the school treatment plant over in O'Callaghan's Mills wasn't working. And there was a, a, a plan to put in for refurbishment um, for for a new one, and uh, it was held open. It was a um, fell open Kilfenora as well. So, right. Well, he does. He does seem to have expertise in the environmental Mental. side of things, yeah. and that, yeah. and in fairness to him, that is the the issues he has raised. In Even a, though he d- the article does say, which may be his real reason, Mister Duffy said that what is planned is bad for the town of Ennis and think it will become a destination like the Obama Plaza has. I think it is a bad planning decision, but that is just my opinion and has nothing to do with the grounds in the High Court case. But, uh, but he's also objected to 200 285 houses or something in, in Ennis as well. In Ennis, yeah. yeah. It's there in, it's there in, in Gordon's mm. article. Mm. Um, but anyway, the... It'll, the the only way, of course, that sort of thing will be stopped is if if he loses the case, yeah. he's obliged to pay costs. And our legal system, un, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, is is very lax in the term. In, if you can take a case in the public interest, your costs are paid for. Yes. So <laughs> if Mr. Duffy can argue that, well, I took the case on the basis that this is of the, in the public interest and a public concern, well, then it is, the court it is a public concern. And therefore, if he loses, he he won't have to pay his costs. Yeah. Now, if the court became a little bit more strict, um, um, and the master of the high court, I think, determines cases, uh, case fees. Uh, that might hold up that might take the wind out of some people's sails yeah. Yeah. we'll see time will move on anyway and I'm sure we'll be talking about it in another 12, 12 months time just that article page 16 on the echo because we're, we're way over time and we need to get to half time uh, a vote was required to defeat an amendment seeking the commencement of a public consultation process for the naming of the new county library in Ennis and uh, the county library uh, is uh, called currently Devil John the Devil Library. Yeah, and yeah. I, I ju- the article there is on page twelve, and I just note at the end of it. Um, page sixteen. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I have the glasses on page sixteen, uh, and uh, that uh, 
uh, Councillor Paul Murphy of Fine Gael, uh, quote, I'm always reluctant to name something after a person. By honouring one person, you could be disrespecting another. I think public consultation is required. The library is a place of education, so maybe naming after Edna O'Brien, one of our greatest writers, would be more appropriate. Now, what do you think about that, John? No, Edna's one of ours, so uh, they, can, they, can, uh, can, they can hold can up. Who said that? Uh, that, that Councillor Paul Murphy, who started his lines, I'm always re- reluctant to name <laughs> something after a person. Would and then he goes on to sort of say, we should name it after Edna O'Brien. W- would you be in favour of, of changing the name? Uh, of the county library? Yeah. The new library now. The yeah. old library was called De Valera Library. Over in, yeah, I so. hadn't given it uh, too much thought. Yeah. We also have the Patrick J. Hillary uh, Library, and we have the Sean Lamass Library. So will we the have the Bertie Ahern Library next, or the Jack Lynch Library next? They're really? all Fianna Fallers, aren't they? And, um, and there's uh, one non-Fianna Fáil, William Smith O'Brien, and Fianna Fáil wasn't founded at that stage. Well, we've given consideration in uh, conversation uh, to the idea of... Uh, Naming the library in Scarif as the Edna O'Brien, and, and Luke mentioned it again there yeah. now. Yeah, it should be. Okay. Yeah, 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 should yeah. should libraries carry politicians' names like that? I don't think they should. What do you think, Pat? But uh, at what point do you I stop? Really, I don't I don't I don't, I don't know. So I suppose uh, they, they 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 go to a vote on the proposed it, it, it but by of course politicians it, and they it, vote it, on it. Uh, but sure, it depends on who has the majority on the council, really, yeah. doesn't it? So the, the, that was beaten there. Seventeen nine. The seventeen nine. So yeah, I, 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 libraries. I don't know. Um, I I I I think they should be more literary as local as you were suggesting, John and Luke yeah, it should as well. be more literary people, Lo- yeah. more li- yeah. lit- local literary yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but that, that have would stand, That hopefully would stand the, the test, test of, of time. time. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no, that's yeah, no. the important yes. point. But you see, uh, those things are of a time, and at the time, we'll say when it was probably yeah. called the Devilary Library, there was no sort of. Debates as no. to how politics might be a, a well, tarnished, uh, you know, yeah. occupation down, down, down the line. But anyway, listen, we're go- we've not covered a huge amount uh, of uh, news, we'll say, from around the county in part one. But we have a nice bit to get to in part two. And before we get to that, Pat is going to give us uh, our tunes for this week. Pat, so what have we? Well, we had um, the fair expensive hill there last week, uh, Luke. So we'll have expensive um, hill from Robbie McMahon. Okay. Last night as I lay dreaming of the pleasant days gone by, my mind been bent on rambling and to air and I let it fly. I stepped on board the vision, I sailed out with a will, and I quickly came to anchor at my home in Spansel Hill. Right, we're back after Spansel Hill and I suppose uh, of note there are quite a number of photographs in the paper uh, relating to, to the fair there. And David, there's one in particular you wanted to reference. Well, it's a, I just thought it was a funny one. There are lots of funny ones, but uh, there's a fellow there. Uh, Johnny Cross is his name. Sheltering from the rain as he gets his horse to stretch his legs at Spansel, at Spansel Hill Fair. And he's got the coat, he's got the coat which, doesn't, which looks like a child's coat covering the head. And he's pulling the horse. Now, the horse is willing to come, I'd say, all right, but uh, a bit of taste. It says here 401st fair yep. day, so that's impressive. Well, well, Pat was there for the 400th anniversary, <laughs> Pat, so, you, you know, as a, Pat can conf- confirm that. Just speaking of photographs, there's a large number of photographs in the paper as well in relation to the annual Flaggy Shore 
uh, summer solstice walk for the Orin and Lai Pat, and I know that's an event oh, yeah. you've attended in the past. So yeah. nice to see a lot of photos there from uh, yeah, I'll, the, I'll, the other the other John Kelly and that. I'll find John Queenie there leading it out. Yeah, le- le- leading it out. Now, now a lot of photographs. Now I said we're trying to get through uh, papers and issues on page four. Uh, sorry, page two of the Clare Champion. McNamara quizzes Taoiseach on plan for Clare migrants. And as Fiona McGarry has this article, uh, David, and a Clare uh, Clare Independent TD has asked Taoiseach to outline the plan for supporting community services in the face of increasing migration. Yeah, well, this is uh, Deputy McNamara who took the opportunity to ask the Taoiseach uh, during leaders' questions last week um, to, to put it to them, uh, that there really should be additional services if there are going to be more people in the place. It's a very straightforward point, well, very common sense absolutely. point. Absolutely. I mean, it's a very, uh, Michael's uh, uh, observation at all is very, very balanced. Yeah. He, he lays down the, the facts of the numbers. Yeah. And the obvious need for extra extra support. In that he says here earlier this year, and he's he's, by the way, having heard him speak publicly, he's in favour of uh, accommodating refugees in, yes. in local places. Earlier this year, he said, the East Clare Holiday Village was re- repurposed and 220 arrived. Very recently, the former hotel in Scarf was repurposed and is taking up to 75 asylum seekers. Throughout that time, the medical centre in Scarif that serves all of those areas has received no communication whatsoever from either International Protection Accommodation Services, that's called IPAS, the government agency responsible, or the HSE with regard to this. Um, Deputy McNamara added the the Taoiseach was already aware of the pressure on GP services. That's the ordinary pressure. Mm -hmm. There are more GPs retiring than coming through the rural practice, he said. There are difficulties around that. They obviously want to provide a service to everybody in their community, both people who have been there for a long time and people who have recently arrived. We simply cannot pretend that new people arriving does not create additional pressures in the community. Now, can you tell me how we're, how we're going to get extra medical services when there's a, already a definite shortage of skilled personnel nationally? Well, John, if they're getting paid 1500 a, a day out in Australia, <laughs> we're not going to get very many of them. No, That's what it yeah, boils down no, to, yeah, no. you know. I have, my, I have an answer, one answer to this, and I mentioned it before, and I'm going to mention it again. And that is that... Medical people, medicals should be obliged to give a year's service after qualification, mm-hmm. after registration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, and, do you well, agree with that? I, 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 if we as taxpayers have spent money educating people and we don't pay the universities enough and uh, if we have provided taxpayers money to universities to educate doctors and nurses then we should i would entirely agree with you we should be getting something back um so when we start the debate on this with our local uh, um, politicians hmm. Okay, at the earliest opportunity. We, we should indeed. And yeah. that might go And somewhere. any listeners might take it up as well. Yeah. Right, well, be, just, sorry, well, Pat, go on, yeah. It says here, the Taoiseach went on to acknowledge the very real welcome people in County Clare have given people from Ukraine. He said that this, this is why 3 million was allocated to the county as part of the Community Recognition Fund. So, so there's none of that going to... That's only going what to communities. That yeah, yeah. 
from Footmini Kertak or putting down a, play, a playground and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I'll tell you an example. I've recently come back from my holidays in Croatia. I was at one of these camps, you know, one yeah. of these camps where you can sleep. And um, outside the main entrance was a doctor's facility. There were so many people in this camp, in this camping site. They provided special, medical. a special GP really? medical, tiny little place. It was queue. There was a queue out the door every day with young little children queuing up with their parents. Now, if the Croatians can provide that for a campsite, mm. surely we can provide better ordinary general GP Citizen. facilities in every town. Um, I know there's problems and I know it's hard to encourage doctors to come to a local practice, but there is demand. But like, you know, that, that three million, like, that, that, that's that's not just going to the community. Uh, the pittance. That, that's, that's, it's probably no, going to the council. No, but it's, well, well, it's going to community organisations. Is it? Yeah, yeah it, 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 it is, sure and uh, of which th- this station has has received a benefit donation uh, benefit from as well. But we'll say it it uh, it was designed, we'll say, you know, to assist uh, and aid the Ukrainian people coming in, and the reason why we applied and got funding for it just to give uh, full disclosure full disclosure on it is because we said we are going to be interviewing and recording shows with people, we'll say, from uh, Ukraine. Uh, for future broadcasts on on the radio, and that's we we were we applied for funding on that area, and their plans are underway. And stay tuned over the next uh, period of time, and you will yeah, hear shows in relation to it. But there are other organisations around the country and the county that have got funding. And while this was advertised as a Ukrainian fund, I don't think the majority of money that was given aside to it is necessarily been going towards pro- towards projects that fully are aimed at the Ukrainian people. Yeah, I would think so as well. I, 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 I think that, you know, if that money, that three million or whatever it is, should be aimed at, at, at helping out, and maybe helping out the, the, the health service for, for, for yeah. those like people. Two, two particular areas. Uh, there was about 800 people parachuted into the area that Ballyvahan in North Clare covers yeah. over a period of time. No extra facilities in the medical centre in Ballyvahan. Uh, the numbers in East Clare are less, but have risen fairly dramatically in the last number of months and may rise again in the future. Who knows? And uh, Conor McGee, the doctor in the medical centre in Scarif, was on the radio la- uh, Chronicle last weekend, and he indicated that they are of a similar nature. They got no notification of any uh, description from any of the agencies, except a phone call will say from Budaik saying, oh, uh, we've... Um, uh, we've a few people arriving, you know, if we've any issues, can we call over to you? To which, of course, they won't say no. But the, the clinic and doctor is down a doctor with the retirement of one of their doctors last year who hasn't been replaced. So they were under pressure as it is. And now they have another potentially 300, 350 people in the community. Mm. I said, your point, John, in relation to sort of more medical people, I'll agree 100%, but it would require planning, John. We're yeah. not good at it. I'll say one thing, Luke. Um, yeah. The schools... The, 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 the number of p- new students, uh, Ukrainian and otherwise, coming into the schools is a great boost. But there is a system within the schools that if the school population goes over a certain number, the Department of Education will provide resources for a school teacher. Correct. Now, the medical, that should, I think that system should apply in, in other sectors as well. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah, but the whole GP system in this country has been allowed to disappear. Mm. You know, with no bit of planning going into it. Anyway, listen, we're go- we're going to move on. That's a debate for another show. Page four. We'll talk politics for a minute. Page four in the Echo. 
Uh, a tremendous honour. Uh, there's an interview, Park McMahon has an interview with uh, the now ex-mayor of Clare, Tony O'Brien, uh, who was reflecting on his year as mayor. And then uh, underneath that, uh, the, uh, in the man taking over the mantle, uh, Joe Cooney, who's, uh, who's ta- uh, also of the Killaloo Municipal District. Uh, page four on the Echo, uh, yeah. John. Uh, and uh, it sort of it, it, it ties me in well in relation to the next topic that I that I want to cover because uh, uh, Joe is classed as um, uh, a native of Callahan's Mills, and I want us to go, we'll say, from page four because we I'm sure we'll be talking to the mayor's uh, former and past uh, in the near future. But there's an article in the uh, sports pages on the champion, but also on page ten of the Echo and I see Hamilton Park Centenary sees history celebrated amid quest for cup glory and Pat you're looking rather magnificent there in a photograph there. Uh, Beside uh, the incoming mayor, it has Yeah, to be exactly. Yeah, so you, 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 you could be rightly described as the mayor's right-hand man. <laughs> so there is an event taking place this evening of, of which our Sportsline team are going to be uh, present and commentating on. So you tell us a little bit about uh, the events in Kilkishan. Yeah, I suppose it's the 100th anniversary of the, of the pitch in Kilkishan, Luke, uh, it was, um, it was, th- there was a group of, of um, locals, I suppose, around the village, and there was, um, the Sturtles owned the uh, big house there in the, in the estate, and um, they were selling some of the, the land, so some of the locals, uh, a group of the locals, decided to buy uh, patches of the land, and for themselves, uh, but um, a proviso was put in that the, the the pitch, the present pitch, would be part. It was it was known as the paddock, yeah. and would would be would be in the in, in the in the price uh, for the sports. And was Stoddart responsible for that? But it's, no, no, the, the locals. The this was part of the thing that that the, the field would be part of the deal. And the field that field would be left for the, for holding and for, mm. for sport. Yeah. And Pat. Nowhere in the article does it say who this Hamilton was. It's called Hamilton Park. Hamilton, who was well, the Hamilton? That was, uh, that was, he was the former chairman of the county board. Uh, um, he was uh, Father Hamilton. He was... Um, Cannon. Cannon Hamilton. <laughs> and he was from Clare, actually. And it was, he was a long-serving member of the, of the, the county board. And uh, They decided to honour him. Well, he was... That's, he, that's how his name came. The, on the the was, count, that was only done back in the 70s. Or so. The county hurling... Cup was named after him, isn't it? Yes, Hamilton Cup. Yeah, yeah, And well, listen, Pat. Uh, the very, very best to look uh, to you. And I suppose, uh, uh, quite appropriately, it's the Clare Cup final, which I suppose, if I'm to get the uh, name right, the future ticket in Clare Cup final. Yeah, Clare uh, Champion. Ta- Clare Champion actually sponsors that cup for since 1928. Okay, so yeah, uh, so it's 95 years. So it's the Clare Champion f- future cup. ticket in Clare Cup final. What Ta- does that yeah. mean? Future, future ticket is, is, is a, a, a sponsor, new sponsor, I think. They're that, a company, that, are they? Yeah. Few, what do they do? They, they, they're an online ticketing Yeah, service. It, it's, uh, they're an Irish equivalent to Ticketmaster, David. Oh. Yeah. 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 Hopefully more ethical and uh, we'll be able to support our own <laughs> locally. Luke, there's an important uh, addition to what you were saying that involves Pat. Okay. Um, <laughs> there were incidents in that park that you're... Um, finishing off w- now. W- would, would this be the same field that might have had um, calves been released, uh, John? No, no, no. This is the field where the night before uh, county final That's night. The cup final, yeah. Uh, well, a cup final, yeah. Um, 
Imagine this. Yeah, Captain Cove. Yeah. They actually came and with their shovels and their spades and they dug up the pitch the night before. Who did? Ah, that is the question. For the historian, you'll have to actually establish it. Um, Pat, tell us. What yeah, well, was the, this thing about the It was the 19, um, 1962 uh, Clare Champion Cup final. Yeah. And Six Mile Bridge and uh, New Market were uh, the, to play in it. And um, it was uh, played in fixed for Kikishan. And uh, I don't know whether, whether both of them or only one of them didn't, didn't want to play there. So they decided during the night anyway that they'd, they'd come along and they dug. They dug, uh, well, they made out of dog grays, but they dug, they dug some scrolls out of it anyway. <laughs> and uh, out in the middle of the pitch, and they turned the flags and things into it. Oh, Lord. Some of the some of the locals in the morning and after mass spotted it, and uh, they got to a crowd anyway, and they put it all back together, and the match took place. And I, I, I was I'm yeah. clear to myself, I was only about 10 years. Uh, and the do you remember was, that? was strong, yeah. I, I do. Yeah. Right. So Humpty Dumpty put the pitch back together again. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Indeed. Right, listen, we're going to move on because uh, we, we've only a few minutes left. We want to get to our own uh, part of the pages in the champion. Page 13. And Pat, I'll, I'll keep it with you. Uh, the Great East Clare Hill Challenge in memory of Sheila Korsh uh, is taking place um, in July. And that's basically going from... Uh, it was it's a it's a Sheila was a very active member of the twelve o'clock hills yeah. project for which uh, David and yourself uh, you, you climbed there in, in in recent times and there is an event that's taken place over the last five years that basically starts down in Ogunlo and it means a lot of walking from Ogunlo to the twelve o'clock hills. Yeah, it starts at, uh, at two mile gate and you go up over Mylissa and uh, out onto Broadfoot and then there's a stop in Broadfoot and uh, they head up the Limerick Road in and out on out over the. Um, the Broadford Hills and all that onto, onto the uh, 12 o'clock hills so it's a 30k walk so it's uh, not for the faint heart not for the faint heart yeah. yeah. for the, the, the social walker what's, how did they get the name the 12 the 12 hills 12 o'clock hills. hills yeah the, the, when the sun would rise the, the, the farmers up on the hills and they'd be cutting tough or whatever they'd be doing of family mm. and uh, I suppose they had no watches but when the, when the sun would come round yeah. and and yeah. Oh, and shine yeah. on the on the western side of the hill in yeah. the, 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 the See, John, it was obviously in a different area where there was no global warming because you know, <laughs> nowadays the, it, the sun doesn't shine that much, <laughs> uh, with recent exceptions. But uh, yeah. anyway, listen, there are two other uh, a few other articles in it. There, uh, there's a splash in Ballina. Houseboats are coming to Williamstown, uh, with, uh, which is down uh, near near Whitegate. But there's an accessible pontoon coming to Two Mile Gate. There Do you is, want to talk um, about that, David? Yeah, this is a fine photograph, too, of a young fella, or maybe he's an old fella, jumping into the Loch Derg there at Two Mile Gate. Very popular, of course, this time of the year. And I suspect that's the reason the council have appointed a contractor, as Dan Danaher reports, uh, inland and coastal marina systems to erect a new multi-purpose pontoon. So a little a, a, a walkway on, on, the, on the water so that people can continue to jump off um, and have a nice time down there. Like, at the moment, they are usually jumping off the pier, young fellas and young ladies, I'm sure, and others. There's a, there's a cohort of of men and women, mostly women, I think, at every day of the year. Oh, yeah, you have swimming. serious swimmers there. Serious swimmers. Like, John, you, you're around here long enough now, and uh, I, I'm around here long enough at this stage as well. Two Mile Gate was never a place that uh, the locals used to go swimming. 
partly be, partly because uh, it was decreed that it, it was too stony and it was sort of hard to get hard in, on the, hard, on the walk, hard yeah. on, on the walk in, get out. We all went to Mount Shannon, and that's uh, right. And a lot, and yeah. my, my crew still go to Mount Shannon, yeah. and that's where we would go. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and plus you never go to two mile two mile gate now because of the crowds anyway. Well, po- possibly so, but I suppose <coughs> this might be for off peak. So there will be a pontoon uh, appearing there, but th- they have planning. Uh, they had planning in, we'll say, in Kilrush and Kilkey to sort of develop uh, shower facilities there as well. And I don't hear any mention of that. That's uh, a pity. That's uh, badly needed. Yeah, that, that, that is badly needed. Look, at this t- uh, time of year, it's very appropriate that we alert parents to the reality of the costs. Ah, uh, uh, John, John, listen. The kids are only after getting off school. G- oh. Give, give, give <laughs> mammy and daddy a break yeah. for a week or two. But right, okay, right. Listen, I'm, go- I, 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 I'm, I'm running short of time here now. Page, page 24 in the Echo. There is an article. Back to school can be costly, but help is available. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, John, I know the moon shore in I you. think you only close Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But wouldn't you like the parents to have it all done and dusted and ready, and then they have their? Ah, well, we'll, g- we'll give them a week off. But listen, there, there, there's a, a there's phone a number there: oh eight one eight oh seven five two six zero, and then it's would you at, read that cityinfo.ie. Read, read that again, Luke. Yeah, or you can go to citizensinformation.ie, which is a lot of uh, useful information, or you can contact them at oh eight one eight oh seven five two six zero. Grants and, uh, are available. Uh, grants are available. So I, I, I give them a break, John. Listen, David. Oh, David, we're giving you the last uh, say. You found an ad. Well, it in is on the, in the living section yeah. of page eleven, I think. Living section of the uh, of the champion, and uh, you'd miss it really if you if we if we weren't pointing it out yes. to people. There's a public consultation. We're fascinated, of course, to follow the story about the proposed Shannon Greenway. That's the cycle and walkway route connecting Limerick with the U- UL and UL Easy. and on to Scariff, O'Gonnell Scariff, and uh, all the way up. Um, up to here so there is a public consultation about the proposed route from uh, Clonlara to Art Clooney we're not exactly sure where Art Clooney is but we think it's near Killaloo and it's on in the parish hall in Clonlara on the 6th of July between 5 and 8pm so that's the proposed route so people living there might be interested Mm. Uh, so so the elephant in the room about how they're going to get around Arda Crusher hasn't hasn't been referred to but I'm sure that's a matter under consideration now uh, we didn't get to it in part 1 but also on page 11 of the main part of the champion we won't have time to discuss it but we've discussed it here previously there is a Another advertisement, David, uh, for Save Ennis Town, uh, the group that uh, are objecting to, we'll say, you know, proposed developments in Ennis car parks. And they have an ad and scan and sign the petition and saveennistown at gmail.com. And in another article in the paper, a thousand people have already signed the petition in relation to this. Well, this is hotting up, isn't it? It is, yeah. And yeah. Uh, once yeah. you get people organised, and more especially once you get people uh, putting adverts in the papers, yep. you know that they're organised. Yep. And there's a scan and a yep. sign, a Q- 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 QR, QR code. code. It could be Luke... Uh, a, a local election issue if this keeps rumbling on well we yeah. did say it uh, a long time ago mm. it could be a local election issue and we shall see how it goes right, listen, and rightly so mm. oh very much so but local democracy in action yeah, exactly. isn't that what we're, we're all yeah. for it yeah. I, I said a little bit like this uh, radio programme David mm. thank you very much Janice thank you, thank you. Our, okay. thanks to, our thanks to Jerry earlier in the first half of the show Pat thank you and what are we playing out with thanks Luke uh, we'll, we'll play out with um, um, Pardon the Captain and the Mother of Kintyre.
Oh. Any particular reason? No, I think he's around 83 at the present time. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. So we, we'll celebrate Paul McCartney and he's a, he's a strong health. And uh, we'll talk to you next week from the media show. Goodbye and take care. Mm.